0: Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. Uh, My name is Drake Finnekaak. It's a bit of a quiet day on world markets, uh, mostly due to the US being closed for the 4th of July Independence Day holiday. Um, And it's also quiet on the corporate front. A few announcements out this morning, but we have seen a report from Moody's that warns of Africa's rising debt levels could cause some problems down the line. I don't think that is something we are not aware of, and I'll speak to Wayne McCurry of FNB Wealth and Investments in a minute for his insight into these, this, and other stories. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE all share down 0.1%. Resources has gained uh, 0.1%, led by the gold index, which is uh, up 1.8%. Um, Industrials down 0.9% while financials has gained 1.1%. Let's look at international markets. The FTSE 100 down uh, nearly 0.2% as uh, is the DAX down 0.2%. The CAC 40 is trading 0.1% higher. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei lost a third of a percent. Shanghai and Hang Seng. Both lost nearly uh, 1%. Let's look at some individual shares. Kumba Iron Ore is trading 6.3% higher this morning. Anglo's up 4%. Old Mutual has gained 2.6%. And then Goldfields 2.4%. And Capitec also bouncing back after yesterday's knock uh, up 2.3% this morning. On uh, the shares that are not performing all that well, Netcare down two point eight percent, NASPASS has lost two percent, Bulletin down one uh, point eight percent, Willie's also down zero one point eight percent. Let's look at the currency market. The Rand is currently trading at 13 Rand seventy against the US dollar, 18 Rand and 8 cents against the pound, and 15 Rand 93 against the euro. A bitcoin costs six thousand five hundred and twenty US dollars and uh, ninety-three thousand three hundred and sixty-nine um, thousand Rand. Um the R one eight six is uh Currently trading at 8.77%. The gold price is $1,256. Brent crude $77.73. And platinum is trading at $840 an ounce. On the line is Swain McCurry of uh, F&B Wealth and Investments. Swain, welcome to the show. A bit of a quiet day, but uh, that is expected. If the U.S. is closed, everybody uh, closes down virtually.
1: No, you're quite right there, Racky. Right? The big gorilla is sleeping there. The little, the little ones can only run around a small amount. No, it, it definitely still dictates what happens, the direction on global markets more so than anything else. Mm. In other words, volumes will be low. So any price movements today, you're to treat it with a little bit of circumspection simply because the volume won't be behind the market today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But we are seeing a bit of a mixed international uh, uh, market at the moment, um, especially in Southeast Asia that did close um, lower. What, what would drive the markets then today in the U.S.'s absence?
1: Well, look, I mean, what's been driving markets for the last, let's say, probably the last couple of months, last three or four months, there are two issues. First of all, and the biggest by far, is that interest rates are rising globally specifically the long bond rate. So the U.S. long bond went just above 3 whereas a year or two ago it was 1.6%, and it's been rising consistently over this last while. That's the biggest single worry to financial markets now is that we've gone from a period of extremely low interest rates with massive excess liquidity into a period now where that liquidity has not disappeared, but the sheer volume is diminishing as interest rates go up, as central banks worldwide, who bailed out the economy 10 years ago, start pulling back their so-called quantitative easings. In other words, the reduction in liquidity is watching share market. That's the first one and the biggest one. The second worry, worry is this whole Trump trade war, America first, tariffs on goods, possible tariffs on goods, possible retaliation by China or Canada or, or Europe or whoever else Trump wants to impose uh, import barriers on their goods. That's the second thing, and that's specifically worrying the eastern markets now. I mean, it worries this market so much there that two days ago, the Chinese government injected liquidity to stop their currency from falling. they started sort of buying their own currency in the market. So those are the two issues worrying, worrying markets. And they are more fundamental, longer-term things than just sort of almost day-to-day trade.
0: Yeah, one is a very rational uh, reason for what we are seeing, and the other one is very irrational, and uh, yes, and they don't really. And I hope sure. the
1: other one, yeah, I hope I hope the second one just turns out to be a lot of hot gas and politics, because if that truly does turn into something fundamental, the the world economy will come crashing down around our ears. So we just hope that somehow sanity eventually prevails, and that all of this is just politics just hot air by and large but we'll have to see I hope I'm right in saying it just is hot air in politics but you never know with unpredictable people what could actually happen From the politicians.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just yesterday we saw Glencore down uh, more than 10%. They lost around 100 billion rand. hammered. And uh, that's for concerns uh, about a possible uh, corruption and money laundering investigation from U.S. authorities. Uh, The share price still hasn't recovered really. And uh, some commentators said that this may be overdone. Uh, What are your views?
1: Look, Look, inevitably it probably is overdone. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And until the uncertainty is taken away, the share won't really settle it. Eh? You need to knock your, they are, even if they are guilty of corruption, and who knows, I mean, we don't know yet, even if they are, oh, they're not getting a hundred billion fine. You know, it will be less mm-hmm. than that. But the moment you get an uncertainty like this hanging over your head, and especially with the U.S. Uh, government agency investigating you, it will worry the share market enormously. I mean, at one stage, the share was down 15%. Yeah. So, yeah, you just, as a shareholder, you just don't want that to happen to you. And unfortunately, it's happened to Glencore shareholders.
0: Yeah. We also see uh, Capitec rebounding after news yesterday mm. that, uh, well, unsubstantiated news that the Reserve Bank has asked the National Credit Credit Regulator to investigate Capitec's fee structure of one of their products. Uh, the share did bounce back, but it seems like, you know, it, it's two steps forward, uh, one step back. Uh, the share yeah, look, look let's,
1: let's wait for the actual news. And, you know, Capitec so far has been very, very good at responding to, let's say, Viceroy type of news, and we hope that they will come back to it. And given the excessive focus on Capitec over the last while since that Viceroy report, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they've got all their ducks in a row and they comply with everything, because I can promise you, credible management would have checked Every corner of their business to make sure that everything is in fact compliant. But we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see. And to be honest, I think opportunities of a share price fall on something like this with Capitech is probably time to buy the share, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it Uh, it hasn't really recovered since the the first VICEFOR report earlier this year. Still down 20% over the last six months. Um, Yeah, and
1: And this is a growth company. I mean, it's doing extremely well. You know, I trust management, so we'll have to see whether that trust is justified. I think it's justified. You know, so far there's no indication that it's anything other than having faith in management and management's credibility and their ethics. But as we've learned with Steinhoff, you can be wrong. So Mm. we hope nothing's wrong there and we sincerely hope that this is an unsubstantiated rumour and even if it is an investigation that they will come out keen. Because as I said before, I'm pretty sure they've checked every corner of their business to make sure they are compliant.
0: Wayne Moody's released a report on South Africa late yesterday uh, and it said uh, if the RAND continues to weaken, we may struggle to raise funds uh, and to service foreign debt. Um, and that could lead to significant increases in interest rates. Um, it, it's not a new uh, warning. We know it's that this a is story. a case. Yeah,
1: uh, we know this is the case. But look, understand, it doesn't matter what your debt situation is. As long as you pay the right interest rate, you get money in. You just don't want that interest rate to be 20%. You want it to be 9% where it is now. And we will still attract capital. So despite the excess debt levels that government has got, we will still attract capital now. Now, government, I'm we'll state this clearly, government is not in a catastrophic situation. It is in a difficult situation. In other words, it's not as though tomorrow the government's going to default and it's going to drown in debt and default on their debt. There's no way it's going to happen tomorrow. But unless they take action now to sort this out, it might happen in 10 years' time or 15 or 20 years' time. And effectively, the problem is, the economy is not growing so nicely and uh, taxes are constrained. But that's cyclical. That will change. At some stage, the, the country will grow nicely and the taxes will come in. The true problem sits on this external debt. In other words, ESCOM. In other words, stuff that's not on their balance sheet, that, but that guaranteed it. And effectively, they've got to pay it. Now, to, to sort ESCOM and SAA out and all the other Paris vehicles that are in difficulty, you probably, and I mean, bigger number. You probably need anywhere between $100 billion and $150 billion put into these organizations to sort them out, because ESCOM is not viable as it is now. It hasn't got enough capital, and neither is SAA, and neither is, name them all. Now, the good news in all of that is, is the government hasn't got that money. They can't tax the economy anymore, because there's simply not any more tax to get out of the economy. So they are going to have to make a plan with some form of selling the assets or privatization or in... in uh, Injection of other capital from other parties because they haven't got the capital to inject it. Now, the bad news is we're not going to get real action on this until the election. There's no way the government's going to make, let's just call it privatization for want of a better word, but the injection of private capital into state-owned enterprises before the election next year. So, unfortunately, this debt overhang on ESCOM and others It's going to sit with us for a little while until we get decisive action on it.
0: No, we don't. You're not going to see unpopular decisions being made. No, you're not. The the R186 10 year bond, 8.77%, that has come down from recent highs of over 9%. Uh, What are your views there?
1: We're actually buying it. You know, if you believe that South Africa is going to be a catastrophe, and if you believe that. uh, land expropriation without compensation will triple the economy then don't buy it but we don't think that's going to happen and at nine percent with inflation between four and five that's a good yield you know that's a nice solid yield you get from bonds and it's actually in relation to the past and we all know we've gone through way worse situations in our economy in the past than what we're experiencing now that sort of real yields quite high and it's quite unusual so we buy Mm.
0: Well we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Wayne. That was Wayne McCurry of FNB Wealth and Investments. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. The show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business.
1: Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to psycha.co.za.
0: And that's it for this edition of the Way Admirai Show. Thank you for tuning in.